Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. now. Ooh. Ooh. It sounds so nice. We sound crystal clear. Maybe next time we shouldn't record our show to Burger King drive through Well, I don't know. I, uh, All right, Derek. Change over the signage and uh, to the lunch menu and uh, roll the theme music. Welcome to another deep fried episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, home of the Whopper. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. I'm Danny. We are the home of the Whopper. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say we're home to the prestigious Toronto International Film Festival, (laughs) but I feel like our friends to our north would disagree. For for some for some reason. Go back to me enjoying uh, the McDonald's at the Stockholm uh, Central train station, where you can get not a big and tasty, but a McFeast. Ooh. <laughs> Speaking of Whopper adjacent mm-hmm. burger items, can you get can you get a Croak McDough? Uh, no, no, uh-huh. <laughs> you can get the Croak McDough. Unfortunately, I love I miss the Croak McDough. I don't actually. I love that that it exists. That's mostly it. I mostly wish that like McDonald's changed it so that it wasn't like Mick everything, but instead they just adopted like the patronymics of the country where they're from. Yeah. So it'd be like, oh, these aren't twenty McNuggets; these are twenty like Nuggetsons. Nuggetsons. Twenty Nuggets daughters. Nuggets daughters. Speaking of Nuggets daughters, Sam hit him with the soap. I. I I don't know what you're suggesting, but I'm I'm. Really craving some Nuggets daughters right now. Yeah, yeah, but uh, are we sure that's not a racial slur? <laughs> Nuggets daughters. Nuggets daughters. Oh, we just offended a lot of people. Oh man, they're all Icelandic. They don't listen to this show. <laughs> not anymore, anyway. No, Ooh. no. Anyway, for those who uh, who are sticking with us, uh, you can find us on all the standard social media outlets and some of the non-standard ones as well. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, etc., etc. YouTube at 12PointsUSA or just email us directly at 12PointsFromAmerica at gmail.com. You can find some of our fantabulous merchandise over on our Redbubble page or you can support us directly via Patreon. Whether you support us financially or not, we love you anyway. We're happy to have you here. But Patreon supporters do get exclusive content and early access to episodes and shout outs like one right now right now for our newest patron michel leblanc bienvenue i'm assuming that with a with with a name like that i'm assuming it's not canada (laughs) well they could be dutch they i know that could be michiel yeah but leblanc is the last name so it could be belgian i don't Uh, know either way we are thrilled that you're here Uh, and if you are listening to us not by your local podcastry, but through our friends at Switch Radio Europe Calling, hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and if you're not listening to Switch Radio Europe Calling, do give them a yeah, listen. Yeah, why aren't you? Yeah, they're fun. They're great folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've got a lot of nerve, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, at this point, it's still really, really early on in the season. We don't have a ton of news. Granted, the last time that I said we don't have a ton of news is when we got we our first app. a couple things, yeah. So we're just going to make a bunch of stuff up. <laughs> When's when is dumb rumor of the week coming back? Oh, we were oh a couple oh, of uh, I got a couple of we've got last week. We got some uh, yeah. some. Are we ru- gonna have enough to make up for the past couple months? Fertile ground okay. for rumors this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will be opening up the mailbag for a couple of questions that have been pretty interesting. Speaking of things that you can do as a as a patron, mm-hmm. get to the front of the line on these. Um, but we we have some news and some dumb rumors, right? No. Oh. oh, no, wait, yes. Yes. Uh, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we've got a few things. Do we want to start with the things that are actual news, or do we want to just go go dumb rumors so first? Let's let's do the let's do the hard news. You know, the oh. actual stuff that we know is a thing, and then we can get more and more outlandish as the show. After we eat our meat, there okay. we go. Very, that's fair. That's fair. Ooh, what is for pudding tonight? Uh, it's. Uh, Blood. Blood pudding, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Jello blood pudding. Oh, very divorced. Oh. Fresh out of the UK. Jelly blood pudding. That's a delicacy over there. Yeah. That's what you have at a dinner party. Well, yeah. Uh, we... Just whatever you do, don't go to South Korea and ask for a sundae because they will give you something that you don't want. Oh, really? Yeah, so, uh, S-U-N-D-A-E. Uh-huh. Is Sunday here. Sunday yeah. is is just a kick in the pants. That's that's blood sausage in, oh. in South Korea. Oh, that's not so bad. No, but it, I don't I mean, like food. I was expecting I don't like blood sausage. Worse. That's being very elastic with the term food. Well, okay, but you, when you like, when you're I expecting you were talking about like a balut or something. No, I don't know. But like if you are expecting a mouthful of delicious delicious, you know, hot fudge sundae, you're not expecting, you know, blood sausage. Blood sausage. I mean, I've had good blood sausage, so. You have not. Yes, I have. Where? Vietnam. Okay. Oh. Okay. I mean, every every. They food. make it with rice ah. and blood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Eric. Where's the news? All Where's right. Blood it's not. It, no, it's not blood sausage. For God's sake, we we do have some news. We have the reference group, the most exciting part <laughs> of. Well, hey, look! Look! There's this barrel over here. Let me let me scrape the bottom of it for some news for y'all. Johnny, we are over at Peacock. Just, just a lot of splinters. Letting NBC audiences know who's in the reference group. Well, okay, but but we do have, I think, some some interesting names here. Uh, we've got the the Christer, mm-hmm. the guy I met without realizing I met. Uh, in in Liverpool, which was fun. He just looks like any normal cool guy. Is that just him? Uh, no. No. Uh, I mean, he like? he looks like. This is Christopher Bjorkman, by the way. Yeah, Christopher Bjorkman. No, he looks. Jesus Christopher superstar. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, he he looks like uh, uh ooh um like like oh. America Vision really took its toll on him. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. He. <laughs> He seemed a little downtrodden. A little haggard. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, geez, man, are you doing okay? Christian Grey in 30 years. Uh, well, uh, or, I don't know. The, <laughs> for, wait, what? What? <laughs> yes. Sure. What? I don't know. What kind of, what kind of weird Christopher Bjorkman fantasies are you having, Eric? Dornan, just locked inside of a tanning booth for 10 days. You're, we're getting closer. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I... I I don't know. He he had, he had a certain air of like importance about him. I He's Christopher Bjorkman. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I didn't. But he was handing out the stuff for the Besançon Awards and just handing out sheets of paper. And and Did I think I turned to someone that was like, well, he seems interesting. And then somebody else was like, oh, that's Christopher Bjorkman. <laughs> I was I've like, legitimately, oh, I've yeah. legitimately talked to the man in person before, mm-hmm. and then when he handed out these sheets, I'm just like, who's this guy? Like, I didn't even recognize wow. him. I mean, his hair's gotten a lot longer. His hair's longer. His yeah, his hair's yeah. It's like his old demeanor. Like in 2015, he was like, "We're taking this trophy home, yeah, Sweden all the way." And this year, it was kind of like, "Here, you should vote for this." Because technically, like, he wasn't on? an official part of the delegation this so year. You'd think. I mean, he was focused. Somewhat excited. I'm sure. In what capacity do we have Christer? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, give me a sec. I, they I just also have seen photogenic. the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> He's just there to look nice. <laughs> I have seen the pictures that he will have a role this year, mm-hmm. but I also did not have many things elucidated for me by that article. It's, it's basically a show production role. and yeah. So Christopher Bjorkman is going to be joining the core team as a contest producer. So it's basically the same role that he had in 2016. Mm-hmm. 
he also was the show producer in 2013, and we know that he's been working with Melody Festival and since time immemorial. He was like from 2001 to 2021, he has had all sorts of roles with Melody Festival. And so this is, this is old hat for him. It's a safe pair of hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also had the notice that uh, joining the team as TV producer is Per Blankens, who I don't know as much about, but he worked supposedly on Melody Festival a bit back in like 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, has Herr Blankens was uh, the man in France who brings you your Christmas presents. Oh, <laughs> he he is also that. Yes, okay. <laughs> him and his six to eight black men who pretend to kick you. Yes. Ah, uh, listen, we're not in Rotterdam this year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Christer and Pear also worked together uh, on the American Song Contest oh. as part of the production team for that. So take that as you will. Getting but the old listen, guard back together. Even though the American Song Contest kind of. <laughs> Went over like a lead balloon. Like, it still looked great. Yeah. It still played like exactly kind of what you'd expect it to. Mm-hmm. Just nobody bit. Yeah. I did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, well. Yep, so they're not technically the reference group per se. They are They are the show the show running team, basically. So in other news, you know, talking about the reference group, we do have a new member uh, of, the, of the group that is joining. It is the head of delegation of Croatia, uh, Tomislav Stengel, who is... Stengel? Yep. So, so basically the reference group, they do... Uh, they, it's an international team, uh generally heads a delegation or, or other members of the delegation or higher-ups and broadcasters that shape the contest, the format. They talk about eligibility, voting procedures, and just, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like the international group of super best friends? Basically. Is that what they're? Yeah. <laughs> so right now the chair is um, somebody from one of the Swiss broadcasters. There's a representative from SVT, um, representative from the BBC, uh, Felix Bergson, who I know from, from Iceland. Italy, I can only assume. Uh, we have two folks from Italy, uh, Claudio Fasulo and Simona Martorelli. Is that broadcast right Rai. 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 Uh, folks from Spain, Portugal, uh, Germany, uh, Martin Osterdahl himself from the EBU, and now Tomasz Lefstengel from Croatia. So it's like the chair, <gasps> then folks from heads of delegations, then executive producers of a couple of the recent shows. But as so well as for th- any interesting news regarding this contest happens, we have to get all the boring news. Yeah, yeah but this <laughs> it's the foundation it's, upon yes, which yes, we build yes. our contest. Yes. <laughs> the the ad the uh, ad of pure blankets. Uh, to the to the list <laughs> makes me uh, uh, yes uh, a little bit nervous. I just that uh, I, I, because of the ASC. No, because of his work on American Idol. Oh, and like what era of American Idol are we talking though? I don't know. I I'm not sure. Uh, but I, I, for, before Philip Phillips, as it, the era that somebody cared. Well, guys, guys, we couldn't get Justin Timberlake this year, but we did get Justin Gorini. <sighs> could we get? Ooh. Could we get? Ooh, Soul Patrol maybe. Get that. Uh, get that. Get What's that train to? rolling That's again. Jaya, you know. Ooh. Act. Yeah. No, I, I. It hardly matters in terms of how uh, uh, the concern I have, which is basically just that. Okay. Is it okay. Glitz. Is that the worry? Okay. Do you remember uh, Sam and Derek mm-hmm. in Liverpool? Mm-hmm. There was one rehearsal in which they tried something so appalling that, like, the fandom was speaking out against it before anyone had even seen any of it, which was having all the acts on stage mm. f- for announcing the qualifiers. Yeah. The Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, yeah, that was just, wow. yeah, the yeah. takeover from yeah. Strictly. No, yeah. they, you know about this. Oh, yeah. was he going to present all of them with a single rose? I, like, was... <laughs> no, I mean, no, I think the, the reveal portion was the same. It's just that they had everybody on stage yeah, to be every... to, to be gawked at. They, yeah, I, everyone I, has to be 
be right next to each other in their moment of either glory or humiliation. Exactly. Well, like, That's what they were they, originally they, floating. They did it. They did it exactly once, and they did it with and like a lot of times when they do the, like the results reveals, the fake results reveals during these dress rehearsals. The the artists are long gone. Mm-hmm. They brought them out for this, mm. and and had them on stage, and it was so incredibly unpopular that by the end of that day, they had walked it back. Well, this yes. is what rehearsals are for, you know. Yeah. They realize what works for strictly. I, I audience. just want no. these things as far from each other as possible. Was that's that, that's all I'm. That saying. may have been Mr. Blankets's idea. I don't think so. <laughs> No, I think that was it was somebody who was used to the aesthetic of a strictly come dancing elimination show, show. and well, realizing it doesn't it didn't work. But I mean the logic behind it made some sense because the current system is they have to have like three camera guys running around the green room to show two fake qualifiers and one real qualifier so nobody knows immediately. Well, it's obviously so and so. I mean, you try different things and when they don't work, mm-hmm. yeah, they just, don't work. I mean, I I Honestly, I'm not much a... more interested if we got a quick zoom in, like it was the first challenge. That's true. I I, <laughs> I don't think I think this is the current system. I I kind of agree. I don't really like the way they do it. I think it unfairly punishes certain countries that aren't going to qualify if there's a camera guy standing right there, making them think they might have a shot at it. Mm. It just seems kind of cruel. And also, it's just them running around. It just seems like a mess. I feel like there is a better way if every table had a camera or something. Yeah, yeah. if I there was, know. yeah, if there was a, a not a GoPro, but like a, a camera that not necessarily a personed camera, but a some sort of shot from each each seat you just or kind of flip to. By pools, perhaps. Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Put put a few of them together. You know, on a on a you know do, do the green room thing. But actually, they kind of did this at. Uh, the American Song Contest is that like about three or so acts would be on any particular like couch because they and then they could all be friends. Well, three of them could be friends, I guess. <laughs> Not after this. No. I I just I I see the name American Idol and I just think uh, that's one of the things I love about Eurovision is that it isn't as sensationalist as shows like American Idol are. Mm. It. It's more in the the GBBO space where everything's just very happy, and and I wanted to stay that way. I don't know how much influence Pure Blankets is going to have. Like, just <laughs> why do we keep calling him that? We haven't said his name right. It's Pure Blanket. We said it. Pure Blankets. Pure Blankets. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Pure Blankets. He. Uh, <laughs> No, he, he, you know, the, the real tragedy is I can only think of one fake name for this guy. It's just yeah. too <laughs> pure. The, I don't know how much, how much influence this one person could possibly have. And I know that when something like this was tried before, it did not go well. So I take some solace in that. But that's, that's my only, like, concern but, with this. I mean, it's not the first time that we've seen something be tried in a rehearsal. You know, it's gotten to the point where it's staged in a rehearsal. And they were like, you know what? This doesn't work in practice. I remember there was an interval act in 2014, so in, in, in Denmark, that was basically, it was actually sort of a Eurovision of the future, where they had all these, other, like, Eurovision in the year 30. 15 and it was this hyper futuristic really crazy like and it just didn't work it didn't come together there was a concept there but it didn't come together and they ended up scrapping it or they ended up pulling it back to the very very end where they just had you know a man singing ode to joy 
on a giant ladder for some reason, which was still weird, but it was a heck of a lot more stripped back and a bit more sensical than the original plan. These are rehearsals. They're meant to be flexible. They're meant to change. And I think it's the responsibility of a showrunner and a show producer to be able to say, these aren't working either. It's not being staged right or the gathered press thinks this is stupid. I kind of wish the backlash against the Strictly Come Dancing reveal wasn't so negative because I'm like, okay, it didn't work. We're not going to do it. But it almost like discouraged them from trying other things. Mm. Maybe in the future. It did It did confirm the, the fandom's unstoppable power. Wow. We negotiate with terrorists. So, <laughs> like, I just want to put that out there. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, Pear Blinkens um, did also make another, uh, another uh, comment mm-hmm. recently. To spe- speaking to uh, Peebo Bryson. That's a good one. Uh, um Speaking to S- SVT, uh, so the Swedish broadcaster who's who's front and center for for all of this, uh, made a made a statement that uh, he feels, and I will note before I say this that Christer Bjorkman has al- has has already like tried to talk this down a bit, uh, but but has said that it is high on the agenda, so to speak, mm-hmm. to make the final shorter. I mean, it's a very long show, but. They, I don't think, um, what I don't do you mean cutting out one act. They think they can tabulate that quickly, or are they thinking more in terms of intervals and just slimming things down that way. I, I, I mean, I think, I think it almost would have to be intervals because they we're, can't, we're, they we're, can't eliminate jury, uh, jury reveals. Uh, no, because that's too, that's too awesome. Mm. You can't get, you can't get rid of that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's emblematic. It's, yes, it's, yes, it's, it's a huge, huge part the, of the thing. Uh, countries that like didn't qualify get to. Appear. Yeah, like, and and I, I I assume that reducing the number of countries in the final is a non-starter. That's not going to come down from twenty six. Sometimes twenty five, mm. uh, and then one time twenty seven. But <laughs> it it takes about two hours to get through just those twenty six songs. Uh, so that's two hours you cannot change. Right. I mean, there there, there just isn't that much you can get rid of. Right. I mean, I mean, if you played the music nonstop, that's almost ninety minutes of music. But you need the postcards, you yeah. just the technicals, you, you, you need, need the, that time. Even if there were like no mm-hmm. commercial breaks. Which again. If it's just song, postcard, song, postcard, song, postcard, it'd get a little exhausting. Yeah. But I think like two hours for the music part, I mean, okay, that's fine. I and mean. So like, what is it? They, they conclude song number 26, 25, and they immediately open voting? I mean, straight to what commercial? It's pretty much what like, they already do, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, they open up the voting right after the last song is done. Yeah. But unfortunately, we have the jury votes from the previous night, mm-hmm. so those can roll in pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And as the voting closes, because I feel like normally they don't actually start; they don't close the vote. They close the vote. They close the vote, and then they and then they do the jury. Then do the jury immediately. Because mm-hmm. so they got that already. So I suppose if we have the jury votes from the night before, you can have more, oh, but you don't want to have the jury vote color how people are actually voting at home. Yeah, right. yeah, you don't want the jury reveal to happen while the voting's open. Right, exactly. So you'd almost, the only like places you could really cut some time out is the opening, which takes a while. Oh, not a lot. The, the, the flag parade. They can't cut. Mm. There's a lot Do of they like. Want to cut that? There's a lot, there's of, a lot like, of pomp. I don't know how much. The flag you could, parade is but, about four or five minutes. 
So yeah, exactly. What's the grand total I, amount of time they're cutting out of this? Ten I'm minutes? Like, I'm legitimately curious. Like, well, how long does it take for like the moment the the show starts to the first song playing? Like, how much time is there? I mean, that's not. They're not gonna be able to cut a lot of time out of here's, there. Here's here's not gonna be able to cut a lot of time out of the actual music part of the show. Right. So the first two hours of the show are pretty much set. I just I just don't think it's a thing that can that can really be done. I mean, I, if if, if may, maybe cut an interval act to make sure it gets under four hours. But I think anything else, and you're losing something really important. I mean, I don't think that the venue is going to necessarily be conducive to this, but my thought is, what if the staging allowed for a song to be performed and the setup for the next song to basically be ready to go with some sort of a rotating, like a turntable? St- like a turntable. Mm-hmm. Or, or, just, or just two stages, which, yeah, which but, is how some, some places which do it. Which, uh, if this were the Friends Arena, that may have been able to accommodate that, because it's such a huge space but I don't think mm-hmm. Malma is large enough to do that. No. So I mean, I, I can't imagine uh, like the Liverpool Arena being able to accommodate that mm-hmm. unless you make the stage that much larger and then you're losing spaces for ticketed, for ticketed people, yeah. which is another issue. Or the green room, which is now, you know, mm-hmm. which they don't have to have in the middle of the arena, but they often do. I mean, we're not coming into this as the point of view of show producers or we don't have the technical knowledge or, or everything like that, but it just... I'm trying to think where, where's the fat that can be trimmed out of this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Geez, so, like I said, what are they gonna cut out? Ten and, minutes? And, and it's would like, it even be worth it? And it's like, I love that fat. Yeah. Fat is delicious. It, fat is flavor. Mm-hmm. I, I, looking I, yeah. Through last year's show, which seemed just very well oiled. Mm. Like. Yep. And it was it. So it started at eight. It ended maybe a minute or two after midnight. It, it really didn't run super long. Mm. I think the I think Turin's did uh that one ran an, like maybe 10 15 minutes longer than that and i i'm i'm okay with like if we can keep it to four hours cool it's the oscars it's it, like yeah. like yeah. what are you gonna do so there's a quote here um from patty blanco that uh <laughs> about this he said you have to have time to collect and compile all the public votes but it will be late for those who live in the east and also for us who live in central europe so the program has everything to gain from being made shorter but without writing or just tearing it off what well, could you ah. So no I mean, could it be started an hour earlier? That I wonder about a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like... If the concern is how late it goes, then yeah, just start. You know, to have the same wonderful show, just start it a little earlier. I mean, yeah, because I mean, I remember being in Azerbaijan where the live show started at midnight local time, mm-hmm. which was terrible because I had like an eight a.m. flight to catch. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, in turn, I got home at three in the morning mm. after the final. Yeah. Thankfully, I didn't have anywhere to go for a while. Yeah, so what? Who cares? Uh, I had a flight at 6 a.m. that day. You <laughs> went straight to the airport. Yeah. Ugh, it might as well, yeah. Gross. Uh, but yeah, Christer, Christer Bjorkman. Uh, oh, I don't have a funny name for that. Um, I mean, Jesus Christer. That's, yeah, you know. uh, Jesus Christ Bjorkpants. Uh, walk, this, walk this back and just said, I don't think that's really what we're aiming for. We have a format that is very good and alive. Ooh. And many of the big changes that happened in 2013 and 2016 in tonality and with the voting, I don't think a lot of adjustments are needed right now. Uh, what we have to work on is trying to make a tight broadcast, efficient, good television that doesn't take up too much time. That is our big goal. So That is kind of the same thing. I think Sweden's yeah. goal is to completely eliminate the public vote. <laughs> <laughs> so they can win every yeah. year. So we can knock out, we can, we can cut 40 minutes of the broadcast right there. Oh, God. Or just have Sweden perform and then give them the trophy. And they'll be like, all right, 10 minutes, go home. <laughs> yeah. 
All and right. this is where the reference group steps in. Yes. So we do have a couple other bit. Oh, we're, now we're veering into even dumber rumor territory. Uh, here's one. Monaco. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's the rumor. No. Oh. So uh, that Monaco I, I had, exists. That's a rumor. I hadn't realized that for the last couple of years, Monaco hasn't even been eligible for to, to compete in Eurovision. Like if they wanted to, they, they wouldn't have been able to because they didn't have a, an associated broadcaster or, or didn't have a, the right kind of broadcaster or something like that. Uh, that is no longer the case. I think it's just called TV Monaco has launched and we are potentially uh, on the verge of a Monaco. Monikin? Monaskin? Return? Monagask. Is it really? I think it's Monagask. Monagask? Okay. Um, so a Montastic return could be... Montaigne. Uh, Mont- Ooh, that's good too. Montague. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got like two more. Hold on. <laughs> Monty Python's Flying Circus? So they've got a new proper broadcaster, so that, is this yes. going to be next year we get Monaco back, baby? I think it's possible. Supposedly, we'll uh, supposedly this broadcaster, the former or or I think he maybe even the government of Monaco had set aside like oh, right. like a hundred thousand euro to to go towards uh, Eurovision entry it's at some point in in the future and. It's odd that this happened when they weren't actually eligible, <laughs> but uh, and it's also unclear if that money is at all still available. But they bet it all on black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say if they're hard up for cash, just give like five hours worth of time at the Monte Carlo Casino, yeah. Yeah. and that would fund it. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I don't think this rumor is is super dumb, but I think that I, I mean we don't know. It's but early. It's, it's not, not dumb. Rumor no. Of the, of the no. That honor goes to uh, Romania and my horrible uh, predicti- predicting the future skills. Uh, it is starting to sound like this is not confirmed, but there are there's local media saying that they are in fact dropping out or or will be doing so. Uh, at around the same time, however, Eurovois posted a different article saying that uh, Ovi of Paula Selig and Ovi, who has represented Romania twice, is wanting to come back. So who knows? I, I don't know. Which of those is dumber, we Derek? What do you think? little whispers that somebody wants to come back. Well, the thing is, though, Ovi yeah. also has connections in Norway as well. He's written songs to the Norwegian broadcaster like, for, for the national final. He's par- participated in the national final there as well. So huh. he could easily drop his hat into the ring for, uh, for Melody Grand Prix in Norway. Sorry, his first appearance, he came second? Third. Or third. Playing with Fire? Playing with Fire, yeah. Yeah, third, I think. Okay. I mean, that's... That's solid. Yeah, I, I just say to say that he wouldn't want to come back. I mean, he clearly does. He did come back. He didn't mm-hmm. do as well. I imagine he'd want to try again. He made it to the final. He did, yes. Yeah. But I think it was like People 15th. like that guy. Something like that. So. Yeah. I mean, oh, again, I don't. I'm always hesitant to say a country's in or out until I actually hear a confirmation from the broadcaster, or from the EBU. We still have like a couple dozen countries who haven't confirmed at all. Exactly. Yeah, but who are sure bad? Right. Yeah. As Heidi Klum has told us, in the world of Eurovision, Fante, you are in. It's next. You are out. What? I get the reference. Yeah. Okay. What happened to Andre? <gasps> Don't bore Nina. All right. We took him to Red Lobster. So, for the five people getting that yeah. reference, you, you're laughing your butts off right now. Yeah. All right. I've made enough basketball-related jokes that only Liz understands on the on this show. So, like, whatever. Sure. <laughs> uh, so we we did ask. We we made some predictions uh, for 2024 on our last show, and we. Uh, 
turned it over to you, our wonderful listeners, to see if you had any questions or, or thoughts on, on Malma. And we got some fun questions. Not all of them related to 2024, but I think that's that's fine. Why don't we start with a with a 2024 question? I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this fun question from Chila ESC, who asked, What will annoy the fans in Malma and what will they love the most? Uh, the answer to both of those questions is me. <laughs> I'm going to annoy the crap out of everyone. Uh, I think the folks who show up to Malmo expecting the same vibe as Liverpool might be slightly disappointed. Not going to be a bit more staid and buttoned up. Yeah, I think that with, like I said, Sweden, it's kind of safe hands and not to say that they're not going to put their heart into it, but a Eurovision hosted in the UK was for many people a once in a lifetime occurrence (laughs) and they put everything they had into it the Ukrainian vibe as well in there you know the massive massive Eurovision village that they had available I don't know if Malmo I don't think they put in that much effort into the Eurovision fan experience as we saw in Liverpool this year Um, not to say that they can't I would love to see it but I think those people who are expecting the same sort of everywhere you look there was Eurovision vibe might be a bit more it might be more sedate so what's going to annoy them is the the lack of omnipresence oh sure (laughs) and also the presence of so much black licorice salty black licorice gross I think they'll be annoyed the most by uh, countries that actually want to win (laughs) so you know they're gonna they're gonna be annoyed by the Croatians showing up and what will they love the most the country that actually wins (laughs) that's never what happens (laughs) Nobody's ever liked the winner. <laughs> yeah. Except the winner. Well, Gabani probably did. It's like, oh, thank God. I thought it was the same song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably announced the results of Francesco Gabani. Oh, oh, 12 <laughs> points. Thank God. <laughs> oh, I could have threw this and just non qualified and gone home. <laughs> Stupid big five. All right. Here's another one. I, this is kind of a tough... Uh, I think this is a little bit tough to, an- to answer, but we'll, we'll give it a go. Jacob Tanner, thank you for your question, asks, which country will send 2024's version of Aya, or Dance Our Own Party, adored by the online superfans, and then NQing at the contest? I mean, can we just say Latvia and or Malta? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> right off the can bat. Can we say Latvia? I mean, uh, Malta. You know, Latvia at least has border friends. A couple of border friends. It hasn't like, helped them in a long time. I know, I know it hasn't, but, you know, one of the... We can depend on at least one Baltic every year. It feels like they're just passing the hat around. But who is it going to be? Well, it can't be one of the big five because they're going to go to the final. Otherwise... I mean, they could completely choke, though. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, one of the big five could send a legitimately good fun song that no one is into and it just oh, comes mm-hmm. Yeah, Like Germany. Like Germany. Germany yeah. yeah. Because otherwise, I was going to say Germany. It's just that we can all love Germany as much as we want, but the juries just aren't going to vote for them. Mm. Um, part of me wants to say Austria again because Austria doesn't tend to send bad stuff, but no one wants to go for it. When you say, ask this question, reason. I guess I just want some clarification. When you say loved by the super fans... Like, hmm? we mean the, the, the online chat. I don't know. Sure. Were people like, were the online fans like Malta? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Sure. I don't know if they were. <laughs> I don't think there was ever any. Sudden Lights had its, had its fair yes. share of... of I, that came up I, on my Spotify the other day, and I was like, Christ, this song is so good. <laughs> I, I know that there was a pretty darn strong following in the Twitter sphere that I end up seeing <laughs> for Peak Jacks, mm. a group that got no points. Yeah. Well, yes. So... Uh, 
Yeah, it's it's kind of an odd question. And it's Latvia, and is it Ireland that hasn't qualified the longest? They, I believe so. 2018. Yeah, they made it through in 2018. So 2018, they did. Yeah, Latvia has been the longest one. Georgia's Georgia's on a bit of a Georgia's oh, on a bit yeah, of a Georgia's Georgia's too. streak. And I was actually I was actually going to say Georgia is my my answer. Georgia, yeah, because oh, especially because they go they kind of go back and forth between a song that seems to be tailor made for the contest and then just a, a fun slightly weird song that's yeah. that's Georgia's that being Georgia. Yeah, Cir- Circus Mercus or, you know, Echo. So it, you know, kind of veers back and forth. And I, I personally love the Circus Mercus Georgia. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, uh, I, speaking of Circus Mercus, uh, Jacob had a, another part of this question. And I think that, that this this is not pertaining to Malmo specifically, but as to what's your favorite obscure non-qualifier so not Polly Shea the, the one yeah the ones that everyone gets mad about uh, he says Cyprus 11 Ireland 09 or Andorra 05 Cyprus 11 what did, what did they send uh, Cyprus 11 um, uh, um, Crystal Similardo yeah uh, it was very nice it was really very good before I know a lot of the no it was my yeah, I don't know any of these uh, Ireland 09 would have been etc I'm bringing up mm. the one the one Sinead that, that Mahoney, I always Blackie. loved the NQ from from 20, 2018 from, from Macedonia. From oh, IQ? IQ. <laughs> IQ that, was a, that was where mine went. Austin, you know, lots of times it's always going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's, if ever I get a question like this, what's an NQ that you wish would have gone through? I'm like, oh, it's, it's my favorite my favorite three songs that, that <laughs> North Macedonia sent well, in 2018. That, I, would also, I would also put Dance Alone on top of that. From Dance the, Alone's on my short list. I can't believe uh, that didn't qualify. Um, that was not... I'm not, it wasn't amazing live, but it wasn't that bad. In studio, that was like my favorite song of the year. But when I saw it, it live, so I was good. like, unfortunately not. And Ugh. I know that I'm of, I'm in the minority, but I'm one of those oddballs who will always hold a candle for Malcolm Lincoln's Siren, so Estonia 2010. Yeah, no. <laughs> See? Hey, you know what? It's my favorite obscure. That's mine. So, yeah, Malcolm Lincoln. To pick another one? Yeah, keep going. Let's let's, let's throw out some IQ. more. Uh, nine not. Nine not, yeah. Yep, nine not. That didn't not obscure. Oh. Bulgaria 2011. It's it's Polygenova's other song. Uh. But yeah, not it's not really obscure. I think I, I would say that looking back at 2011, that's probably one of the ones that people are like, "How the heck did that not qualify?" So it's not really obscure. Uh, Igranka. Igranka. It's a good one. Oh my god, Igranka. Probably my favorite <gasps> non-qualifier. I oh. honestly, I have a soft spot for a number of weird things. Uh, I will include Euro Neuro on that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know you will. Uh, I I was gonna jokingly say I won't break. Uh, I will throw something at you. <laughs> But then I was curious, how close did that come to qualifying? Not uh, very. Not, not, oh not, not like 13th? Yeah, was not, not a whole bad? lot. Um, they actually did a lot better in the televote than they did with the jury on that. What? Yeah, no, they got 12 points in the televote uh, from Latvia and eight from Moldova and Montenegro. Uh, the three countries that gave, them ju- that gave that stupid song jury points, by the way, care to guess? The three, Belarus. The three juries, yeah, Belarus. Um, was Belarus in that semifinal? Not, not in that semifinal. Oh, okay. That oh. makes that makes this tricky. I'll just tell Romania? you. Romania? Uh, you're close. Sort Moldova? Of. Mold- okay. Moldova oh, gave them seven. Sure, sure, sure. Norway gave them four. What? France gave what? them three. Dude, I don't know. You like, just, it just blew out the They saw a big mountain yeah. and they went, it's a big mountain, it's ours, it's ours. And they were like, no, it's Russia. Guys, guys. But it was too late. It was yeah okay. Does, uh, does Norway have a weird relationship? Because I remember they gave twelve points to the grannies that year. I mean, technically they do border. Norway yeah. has independent minds. They're free thinkers over there. They're just like yeah, you know what? Maybe Russia's not so bad. Yeah. Nobody said free thinking was good. No, <laughs> uh, a no, few so I have to crush independent. <laughs> 
this this one isn't the Simpsons moving my finger yeah. to the free button. That button. The free independent thought button. button. Yeah. <laughs> Two independent thoughts in one day. Uh, a few that uh, this one isn't as obscure. Onuramu Yanaterzi oh, yeah. is uh, yeah. is unbelievable. Oh, that's the Greek entry from 2017? 18. 2018. 18. Yeah, I, yeah. I put that uh, in my top five. Eric mm-hmm. did not. I uh, I would also put. Uh, I again I know I'm in the minority here. Uh, Identitet from Albania that would have been 20 uh, 2013. That didn't qualify. It did not. Yeah, Identitat rocked. So good. So, so good. I I have have quite a few, Mm -hmm. specifically from 2015. I feel like a a lot of my favorite NQs are from that. Usari and Maimuna's Time. Love Mm. that. Uh, Ainemun Pitta. Specifically, uh, yes, Ainemun Pitta, uh, which I love. I wish there were more punk songs and things like that in Eurovision. It reminded me, I was thinking about it when we were thinking about, when I was thinking about my answer to this question and realized if we do ever get a second American song contest, I need DC to send a hardcore band. Uh, I think that would be awesome. And then, uh, and I mean this very specifically, only, 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 only the studio version of Autumn Leaves. Uh, from uh, Because that live one was a disaster. You just want to send a phonograph recording to yeah. sit it on stage. You just, uh, not a fan of Blackstreet? No diggity? Uh, no doubt. <laughs> it was a horrible choice. It was, it, uh, it was, yeah. If you don't know this, uh, l- listen, yeah, listen to the studio version "Autumn Leaves" by Daniel Kamikowski. Kamikowski. That's right. Yeah, I knew that. And <laughs> then look at it live. Got members of Black Street to back him up. And I can see how on paper that would seem like a cool idea. It's not good, guys. It's really, really <laughs> not. On paper seems like a cool idea. It's a good motto for Eurovision in general. Yeah. Kind of... <laughs> Welcome to 12 Points from America, the podcast that seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, Just write that down. This question yeah. about our favorite obscure and non-qualifiers goes well into the last mailbag question that we're going to go that we're going to go for today. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't wait to hear mostly Derek's answer to this. <laughs> mostly? Yes. So why have we chosen to call this Nigelity Festival? That is the name of the account that asked it. Oh, Ni- oh, oh. Nigel. Nigel. Nigelity oh, Festival. And thank you very much for a question that could pr- almost be its own show. I feel like we're, t- we're talking like butterfly effects here. Yeah, we could do six episodes on this. If you could change one result, winners, NQ to Q, last place, etc., what would it be and why? And I really think that like you could make one change somewhere that would just change the entire course of the contest history. Uh, for instance, what if Dancing Lasha Tumbai had beaten Molitva? <laughs> as an example. Or the Grannies beat Euphoria. Something something, you know. The the, the ramifications of, of certain things I, I think could be, could be huge. Derek, let's start with you. What would you change? Not what I would change necessarily, but I think would have had a significant impact on the future. And of course, <gasps> I'm kind of biased because this was my first year. So in 2015, Il Volo had a bad jury performance, effectively costing them the contest because they pretty much crushed the televote. Winners year. in 2015 were heroes. Heroes, heroes So, but Il Volo won the won the televote very handily. Had they done a bit better with the juries, would have just taken the whole thing easily. Was I mean, they ended up third. Ended third. third. It so. was it was a rough jury performance. Yeah, I it understand. Was. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, but like, it's the kind of song that the juries would have just eaten up mm-hmm. had they done even a mediocre job. And I think a, a decent jury score would have given them enough to kind of take over. But just like thinking, like they kind of it was their contest to lose, and they lost it. And I think about like, okay, then Italy would have hosted the next year. We probably wouldn't have the scoring system that we have today. Uh-huh. because mm. Sweden wouldn't have made that switch. And then just kind of repercussions from there. I don't know how far down this would go, but then... So then 
Italy doesn't have momentum for a lot of the later 2010s. I don't know. Italy's think, always up it, there, though. Like, yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't think Italy, Italy is ever in danger. I yeah. think Italy's I, performance at Eurovision doesn't really affect what they do at San Remo. Sure. But I kind of wondered so then if Sweden hadn't won it, and they were in it to win that year. I mean, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, okay, they didn't get it that year. Then what would they have come back with the next year or the year after that? Russia was, you know, they barely lost out on that year. And, you know, they came back the next year with even, something even bigger, a bigger star and a bigger production. And you just kind of wonder, like, oh, they almost had it and they're just going to try even harder. But I just kind of wonder, too, like, if Italy had won that year, would that have given them momentum in the future? Because there were a couple of years even before Monoskin, where I think they could have won this whole thing. Mahmoud like, could Mah- have. Mahmoud, definitely. Mm. Um, well, then Sweden tries even harder to make John Lundvik win, and then we don't get the meme. <laughs> <laughs> it is too late. Which he shouldn't have been the one with the meme in the first place because yeah. <laughs> of the whole screw-up with the jury scores there. It should have been It, it should have been Tamara. Yeah. Oh, well, that sure. would have been so much less dramatic, though. Oh, no, she would have She would have been laughing her butt off. I feel like <laughs> she just would have been like, what am I doing here? You're having fun. this camera right now. You just know. Like, you you know. know how this is. We're cool. We're happy. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of questions. I just think, like, I feel like the voting system has really changed the the entire kind of final process of the show and sort of the reactions, sort of the anticipation and just maybe even it might have picked the winners slightly differently because I think there's been some retroactive kind of looks at, well, who would have won had we used this voting system instead? Mm. And I'm kind of curious, like, well, what if we hadn't changed it? What if we just kept going with the same system? Would that have changed if everything else had been the same? Would we have a couple of different winners in there somewhere? I don't know. Like Duncan Lawrence effectively didn't win either the Delavote or the jury. Mm. Could he still have won the whole thing? I haven't seen the numbers break down. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it would have been Mahmoud that year. I feel all of which to say, I feel like Italy should have way more victories than they do, just given their track record. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They should have more than I mean, three. It's, yes. al- it's only a matter of time before I get we get to go again. All right, Derek, roll matter of time by Senate. Do it right now. <laughs> uh, speaking of favorite Italian classic. Oh my god, yeah. Oh. Uh, so oh. yeah, I so if Il Volo has one performance go better, so much is prob- probably different. And I, I feel yeah. like you could extend that that what if to just about a number of countries. I don't know how many, mm-hmm. but like so many countries, like they kind of just flub it on either one of their voting block performances, and that and that's it. That just cost them the contest right there. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. other hot favorites coming into a contest that had a really poor jury uh, jury performance. Uh, I hate to say it, blue back in 2011. Mm. They did not perform well in the jury. They missed a lot of the high notes. Sorry, Lee. I remember uh, Marco Mengoni, who you know we love, we adore, but his jury performance of L'Essenziale was not strong. He looked very out of it and like how would things have changed? Where where did he end up? He ended up like seventh? And that's also 2011? No, no, no. Uh, Mangoni was, uh, that was Malma. That was 2013. 2013. Okay. Gosh. I I, I think a lot about about 2011. Same. When when it comes to this, just that that uh, you know, obviously there there will always be maybe not always, but I, I think that there are likely to always be a, a, some question marks about that result and uh, and how many things would have changed? I don't know. I mean, if we assume we're somewhere other than Baku, Sweden still sends Lorraine, maybe it doesn't matter. But uh, who else was towards the top in 2011? Well, the thing is, Russia. 2011 was going to be 2011 was going to be my my topic of discussion right. on this well, one too. So, so maybe ours will you, kind you of flow go ahead each other. then, because you're smarter than me. So <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I would. Um, yeah. So Azerbaijan, as we know, won. Italy, returning to the contest for the first time in many years, came in second. Sweden in third. Ukraine in fourth. And Denmark rounding out the top five. My what if at this time the running order was still done by random draw. So after 
here totally at, random? Totally random. Mm, uh, so well, after so after each semifinal, the qualifiers would draw a number out of a fishbowl, basically. And I remember when Dino Merlin from Bosnia-Herzegovina picked his number out of the fishbowl and opened it up and I could see his his face just absolutely go crestfallen. One. Two. And Azerbaijan draws number 19. Part of me wonders how would things have been different if Azerbaijan had drawn the two and Dino had drawn 19. Dino Merlin ended up in sixth place at the end of the show with the highest number of 12 points of any of the acts. He ended up with uh, five 12 points from Austria, North Macedonia, now North Macedonia, Serbia, Slovenia, and Switzerland. Azerbaijan had three 12 points. Italy had four. How do you win with three twelves? Uh, Azerbaijan still... got. Remember, Turkey was still participating. Yeah, it just, it's just so. It yeah, just Azerbaij- blows my mind if you told me yeah. they only got three twelves and they won the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you look in the number of countries that got twelve points, okay. uh, one, two, three, four, five, out. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Twenty nations received at least one set of twelve points. Bring that back. Yes, let's do that again. Yeah, yeah that was amazing. I mean, that was just how crazy 2011 was. But part of me is thinking, if that little twist of fate, if Dino had drawn 19 and Ellen Nikki had drawn two, would Azerbaijan have won? I'm not saying two is cursed or anything like that, but just the flow of the show. It's cursed, yeah. Go ahead. Because <laughs> you, you would have had Ellen Nikki following Paradise Oscar and going before a friend in London. So you had, mm. you know, slow to mid-tempo, slow to mid-tempo, rising tempo. Bosnia-Herzegovina would have been Nadine Byler, so ballad, into Dino, which is a sort of heart-swelling mid-tempo, into power ballad with Maya Kouch in Slovenia. No one. So how... I, this is this is the big what-if for me. How would that have played out? You know, if Bosnia does win that contest... They'd probably still be in. They're probably still at least At least in for another few years. Yeah. And that, but and that changes a, that also changes. A lot it also could have bankrupted the broadcaster, frankly. Yes. I, I don't yeah. think Bosnia could have hosted. I don't think. Yeah, it really? would have been very difficult. Well, I mean, having been there, whoever yeah. comes second, Wait, who was second that year? Second, Italy. Italy. Oh, Italy. Italy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jazz singer. Yeah, Rafael Galazzi. Probably Italy then. And then we're back to the question that we had before. So yeah, that's that's my what if. Yeah, that it kind of. Uh, encapsulated mine there so I'm I, I those are two outstanding answers just why would you think it was a good idea to have them randomly draw their because it because that, that would have been, been a mess. because it's fair yeah because didn't I, you watch infinity war <laughs> no because Thanos knew he wasn't in in contention to be snapped out of existence he knew he rigged it himself now handily enough that goes into mine Ooh. which has to do with running order so yeah, I know this, this, I'm sort of not answering the question by answering the question, uh, but you know, we're supposed to be you know, changing one result, you know, winners, non-qualifiers to qualifiers. But mine has to do with 2023. Um, mm-hmm. And it's um, just straight up, Sweden performs first. Mm. Mm. They would never do it, but no. I'm using my, <laughs> I'm using my reality stone. Let, yeah, which, no, no, you, you know, can, the reality stone, yeah. Sweden yeah. goes first. Sweden performs first, and we put it to the test whether or not juries can actually be objective about the feel of running order. So are you swapping Austria? Swap. A swap. Okay, yeah, so, exactly. okay. Then Austria has fun, you know? Mm. Then Austria actually gets the love that they deserve. Oh, and yeah. Sweden gets to put its, you know, gets to put its medal to the test. That's interesting. Mm. Sweden goes first. They have a great song. Yeah. While you're doing it, but, can you put the busker in the final somehow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish. 
They go second. Yeah, they go second. <laughs> Musker goes second. And has the same result. They also co- they come in last now. No. Hey, you know what? As long as behind uh, the monkey's behind paw curls yeah. somewhere. <laughs> as long yeah. as long as this means Portugal does better, then I'm cool with that. Because this whole thing Ooh. is, you know, the, uh, the Austria, which should have soaked up, should have sponged up a lot of points, as it had in the semifinals, uh, suddenly gets a lot of the points that it wants. There's a big point redistribution. I think this goes without saying that Caria wins. Um, but like, I, we, we put. Not, I don't I'm know. I don't sure. know if it's that. Sure. Oh, okay. I feel like the jury might be f- less affected by running order than a public vote might be. Sure. I don't think the juries are. I don't think they're going to lose that influenced much. Influenced by no, no. This is something that I would want to see. Instead of going from a real crackerjack spot at where was it? Fifteen? Where was it? Where was, was it? Where was Lorraine? Nine. Where was Lorraine? Nine. Oh, nine. Oh, she was okay. Nine. But, but yeah, she sandwich. Was she was sandwiched between Blanca Paloma and she, Duye. She had his good a position as she possibly yeah, could have yeah. had, you know, Just without, without going 24th, you know. Right, right. Take that, uh, Slovenia. There's, there's, there's something interesting about the, the, the final reveal where on occasion, and I remember this happened with Constructa, where when we see where they are in, in the final, there's sometimes even like an implication that they are going to do better than you think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That, that like... I mean, yeah, because Constructa got 25th or 24th. So, or it was a 25-song final. She wasn't... She was like 23rd? Yeah. She was but right yeah. But like, like a real prime spot. And, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, I think Derek, you even said, like, did she win her semi? Like, like this, is, this is really surprising. Yeah, she was 24th. 24th. Who closed that show? Stefan. Hope. Oh, God. What, a, what an ender. Bob Hope. Bob <laughs> Hope. You know, they, and they put it at the end because there's that, there's that wipe. Mm. Like the, the, oh, the, the screen yeah. wipe at the end. That's the only reason it went last. The sapia. Yeah. It's dumb. It's a good song to end on, though. Yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah. It was, it was uplifting. It, it there was wasn't an, a lot of, like, upbeat, fun songs. I think this just highlights that, unfortunately, of all of the things that we say, color the votes, color the juries and the televotes there, at the contest, there's it's running order. Because there's there telegraphing is, in the running there order, There is sure. a, yeah. a, a sort of story-like or climactic impulse to reward a good song that goes later rather than the best song that goes first. I think too, though... People want to be like, oh, first wasn't the best. The best was halfway. The best was near the end because it feels like the climax of the show for it to be near the end. I think it's hard to compare the the jury and the televote just because the, the circumstances around each participant voters is so different like mm-hmm. the juries are they're employed to do this like this mm-hmm. is their job they have to sit and watch this they have to be at least somewhat professional in how they distribute points and in theory in theory, in theory. cyprus and greece come on anyway armenian azerbaijan azerbaijan yeah that's a lot of it mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. but like you think about like all the the things that influence the televote like it's just such a massive number of like factors that could affect how, like what time they start watching the show. When are the commercial breaks? When are they tuning in and tuning out? What what's the recap like? What's this thing like? Like all these like what's before and after. I feel like the jury isn't as influenced. Like Sweden goes anywhere. It's it's the same jury score. Like it doesn't so. matter. I think maybe they lose the maybe same. Like a, maybe like they a, lose like ten points. Yeah, or yeah I was going to say like a t- up to it would be like insignificant. Like five percent variance. Danny, maybe you're right. We should go back to a random. <laughs> Even when we talk about the televote, I know that Lorene didn't come close to winning the televote, but do, do, do those get nerfed even enough? Probably not. I think they do. 
Okay. I really, I really think they do. I think that there is an unfair bias in how long the contest is mm. in, in the, the way that televoters feel about the countries that go later. And that's why Pure Blankets <laughs> is Wants to right. cut the show. Yes. Listen, if you can find a way. All I mean, right. uh, well, we see we saw the UK drew last this year mm-hmm. and didn't just pretty fairly well with that spot, which was a, a good spot the for the most part. snafu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if the host country, Sweden or whoever it's going to be, somehow pulls first or second with a good song. But yeah, everybody at home, let us know what you think. What have been some of the talking points that have come to your mind as you've been listening to our our, our random blankety blank muckety muck, whatever the hell we're talking about. Ah, <laughs> uh, I need to get some dinner, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah. But everybody at home, reach out to us. Facebook, uh, Twitter slash X, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, Macedon, YouTube, One Two Points USA. Email us directly, 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We really do, really do appreciate any and all, um, any and all times that you reach out to us. It really does mean the world to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell a friend, especially as we're beginning to ramp up into the new season, especially as we're ramping up into junior Eurovision. Uh, if you're listening to us for your, via your local podcastery of choice, feel free to like, subscribe, give a review, all that good stuff. <sighs> Until next time, everybody, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. I've been Danny. And America, stop, stop listening, listening now. now. Thank you. Again, like we're not. Mewies, it's yucky time. Good kitty. <laughs> Still parts of the what's wrong? Oh, it's just what you said. <laughs> <laughs> um